Welcome to Men in Confidence Sharing, where we, the men of a certain age, share our thoughts, ideas, and opinions in confidence. Today, we are joined by the whole gang. We have Terrence, we have Sean, we have Rhino. So one by one, let's say hello. Hello, Terrence. What's going on, everybody? Hello, Sean. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? And hello, Rhino. Good afternoon, morning, or evening. Oh, okay. I was wondering what that for a second, man. I'm like, wait a minute, what time is it? But anyway, they don't know. Okay, so <laughs> today we are entering the matrix. We are having a discussion about red pill versus blue pill. What do you choose? Do you choose blissful ignorance or harsh reality? So, fellas, let's talk about this. Right now in your life, what do you say you lean more towards? Would you rather have, or would you rather be presented with blissful ignorance or harsh reality? And I will start with Rhino. That's cool. That's fine. I'm fine with this. <laughs> um, there's something to be said about being blissfully ignorant when that works in your in your in your stead like that day you don't show up to class and everybody was bad and then you show up and turns out there was a substitute teacher and the real teacher comes in and she punishes everyone and you're like ma'am I wasn't here yesterday I have no idea what this was happening and she's like oh yeah you weren't here yesterday you know what you can go but everybody else is getting punished blissfully ignorant works out but blissfully ignorant has a price and it comes at the cost of later on when you need to know something and you don't know it and it affects your life <laughs> it affects your livelihood or, or, or whatever the case may be so there is a cause for being blissfully ignorant but then there's also a cause for being aware and knowing the truth of the matter. And a lot of people don't want to know the truth. A lot of people gain by not sharing the full truth. But as much as I would like to be blissfully ignorant, I would prefer to be in the know. I would prefer to know the truth because knowing the truth will make you free. Awesome, awesome. You know, that actually reminded me of the Boondocks, where my man Jen Rummy said that there are known knowns and then there are known unknowns. unknowns. There are also unknown unknowns, <laughs> things know. you don't know that you don't know. <laughs> being, they were being silly, but they were making so much sense. I'll, that's that's the first thing that came to my mind when I when I heard what you were saying. So I'm like, yeah, that, that, that sounds like that sounds like something Jim Rummy would be would attend to where you're saying that being blissfully ignorant is good for the moment but it does protect you against the unknown unknowns things that you don't know that you don't know okay so I like that I like that okay so let's move on let's go to Terrence okay so for me I'm thinking about this and I'm listening to the terms one pill is harsh truth the other is blissful ignorance why the truth got to be harsh 
and the ignorance is blissful. Seems like the truth should be what makes you happy and puts you be blissful. And that ignorance, that's a hard road to carry, man. That's that's what I that that was my first thought, just right off the top. If I had to choose right now, part of me is really feeling that whole blissful ignorance thing. Because if the truth is going to be detrimental and harmful, I don't know if I'm in a place where I want to deal with that kind of pain. Let me just be. Let me be comfortable. Let me be in my little bubble, insulated from the world, kind of able to control my own fate and destiny and master what's right here in my immediate presence. And if I don't know something, I don't know it. You don't know what you don't know. And with that being said, I can't cry over it. I can't be upset about it. I can't be mad because it was knowledge that I didn't have to begin with. I say all of that, but in the back of my mind, I know I hear this voice screaming at me loud and clearly saying, when you know better, you do better. Knowing that that harsh truth may be harsh, but it's going to make you better in the long run. There's something to be said for that. I'm really kind of torn. I still feel like, truthfully speaking, I'd rather be blissfully ignorant because I don't like pain. But something to be said for sure for knowing the truth of all things and being an understanding of all things for as much as possible. All right. Thank you very much, Terrence. And now we move on to Sean. Uh, what's up, everybody? So we're we're it's definitely we're on one of my favorite movies, um, and or kind of like a, the, the topic is close to one of my favorite movies. So, um, you know, loving loving this uh, this theme for it for one, um, you know, Morpheus and and I just see it in my head. <laughs> and I've thought about this a couple of times. Which one would I really actually have taken? You know what I mean? And it is it it's it's a difficult thing. You know, if I take my mind back to the movie and also when you even even equating it to real life, I think for me, I'm I'm on that I yeah, there is something to be said for blissful ignorance. <laughs> I gotta say that again. I I uh what you don't know already is you know is fine in the moment like you say you know I could only stay in blissful ignorance if I was all the way ignorant meaning I don't even know that there's another truth underlying but as soon as you start to figure out something ain't there's some more to this then I want to know what the more is so nine times out of ten I'm red pill all the way I probably, I know it's probably going to hurt me, whether it hurts me or it doesn't, just to know that this is off and there's a, a deeper truth to it. So I'd rather know. Um, now, I will say that what I do in, in, in real life, what I wind up finding myself doing is a, a version of not actively looking for it um so when we equate this to the terms of what's going on you know uh with 
the time, the events, us as a people, things like that, I have a tendency to, I guess, why, you know, I'm, and it sounds like I'm double talking, but I do, I guess, I don't actively search for the truth. I didn't hunt Morpheus down for him to give me the choice because I know if I'm given the choice, I know which one I'm going to make. So I didn't go look for Morpheus. <laughs> I didn't chase the white rabbit. <laughs> because if the choice is presented, I know there's only one choice for me. So in a way, that is my only way to stay within the ignorance from that standpoint. But after that, you know, once I know, once it's presented to me, once something said, it's like, okay, this is gonna change my mantra about this. This is gonna change the way I feel about this because and, and I'm gonna have to know more. And now I gotta dig. If you, you know, I can't just let you tell me that there's a website out there or there's a bit of information that's like, oh, I didn't know that. Is that true? Okay, boom, I'm going to Google. I gotta find out. Now I'm on a truth seeking mission because I have to know. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. So that's where I am kind of with it. And that's how I, I usually play the uh, blue pill, red pill uh, thing. Okay, thank you very much, Sean. Okay, so I'll wrap this up for us. So let's let's just talk about it because we're using the analogy of the Matrix, the Matrix movie. So let's talk about both sides, right? So let's imagine that Neo, the main character in the movie, let's imagine if he would have actually taken the blue pill. He would have went back to his desk job. He would have went back to whatever he was doing on the side uh, <laughs> dark computer work whatever whatever that that is <laughs> disc hustling or whatever he was doing on the side spice runner <laughs> <laughs> illegal game making or something like that I don't know bit torrent I don't know what he was doing <laughs> lime wire yeah, something like that making scenes right. you know we've all been there but anyway right. <laughs> <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> anyway, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, but his life probably wouldn't have been that bad of a life. Versus him taking the red pill and learning, hey, you're a big battery in a in a gooey bubble. You have holes in your in your body where they stick in, you know, <laughs> you know sticking wires and stuff you know and you're never going to eat a you know a piece of fried chicken again you're going to eat slop congratulations you're going to you're going to sleep on the floor sleep on you know pieces of metal you know you wear the same clothes every day you know <laughs> you miss your sweatpants I know you do you miss your sneakers <laughs> I'm not trying to make well actually I kind of am trying to make fun of it but at the same time it's like the truth is not always a sunny day like it's not always it doesn't always feel better right the truth doesn't always feel better but when you you have to ask yourself the question it's not what feels better what would you rather have the ugly truth or a well-orchestrated lie? And to me, that's a question that only you can answer deep down from inside, right? 
either you're one of those people that, hey, I'd rather you lie to me very, very well, or I'd rather you sloppily tell me the truth. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, me personally, I'm one of those sloppy truth people. I'm going to complain about it the entire time that I hear it, but I would rather hear it, right? <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather be eating this slop saying, hey, this tastes like slop, and sleeping on that iron bed saying, hey, this, this, this is cold, we ain't got no sheets, we ain't got no blankets. <laughs> they don't have shoes in the future, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> that's just the person that I am. You know, that's just who I am and that's how I'm about to say shout out to Christian Cage that's how I roll (laughs) (laughs) I would rather have the truth than a lie yes okay so that was pretty cool so let's make this a little bit more about real life right so we have the premise of red pill versus blue there are so many things that we've been taught either by instruction or by who we're around, by assimilation. There's a lot of things that we were taught growing up and on our way to manhood. Some things true, some things not so much, right? Do you feel like you are more leaning towards blue pill as far as your life experiences go or red pill as far as your life experiences go? And before you answer that, let, let me give you like a, a couple of examples. Like, I feel like one of one of ones that in pop culture or shall I say I'll even say in the Urban Dictionary, like if you look up red pill, red pill is like considered the idea of knowing the true nature of men and women. Like what, forget what we say we want or forget what we say we like or forget what we try to act like we like. What do we really want? What do we really like? And what do, what are we really about? And so my question to you, are you, more leaning towards the red pill like are you basically saying like I feel like I am more true natured or I don't want to say perpetrating but or do I more believe in what I was taught wow that's a hard one <laughs> for for me it is I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this in, in so many different ways I think about after I graduated high school and I'm in Okinawa, Japan, and I've been red-pilled. I've been told that life... Well, I wouldn't say that. I, going to the military was like learning that I'm in that bubble. I'm in that gooey bubble, and, and, and there is an escape if I want it. And... I discovered this when I realized certain aspects of life didn't translate over to reality. I learned that 
just because something is the way it's presented doesn't mean it's the way that it is. And that is absolutely the Marine Corps. They they indoctrinate you, they they red and blue pill you to think a certain way. And and I understand that it's necessary. What do you mean? We're supposed to be invincible. Right. But one thing that my drill instructor said, <laughs> one thing he said was, um, right now you're in boot camp and you gotta y'all gotta do the same things and y'all gotta be the same way. But there's place for having your own um opinions and own um mindset, not being a robot. You know? And um when when I when I got to Okinawa, Japan, all the things I had taught was taught about the Marine Corps, I realized that these staff NCOs, they got problems, man. They 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 get upset. They argue with each other. They argue with you. They make your life life hard just because they're having a hard time. I learned that my fellow um, platoon mates, guess what? These aren't my friends. They are not my friends. <laughs> so I was I was red pilled, and I kind of wanted to go back into the matrix where everything was just bliss and I had friends and and and, and life was somewhat easier than I remember I didn't enjoy that too much either <laughs> I hated high school <laughs> so um, I had to come to grips with being with with this truth I had to come to grips and when I came to grips and I and I got to the place that even though my foundation had been ripped out from under me, I had another foundation. And that and that and that lesson within that was, hey, just because someone's my say they're my friend doesn't mean they're my friend. I gotta be cautious about who I spend my time and energy on. Because there are vampires out there and they wanna suck you dry. And they don't really care about you. They they don't care about you at all. You know, and and once I learned how to deal with that, I can move on with my life. I can move forward. And the old, the longer I live, the more I realize how deep this rabbit hole really goes. <laughs> okay, appreciate that, Rhino. If if y'all don't mind, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and jump in because I, I want to kind of piggyback off of what Rhino was saying. Like, okay, so growing up as a as a fine southern boy you know you're taught certain <laughs> things <laughs> along the way like you're taught to be kind to people you're taught to be nice to people you're taught to have a certain bit of civility you know you're if you're grow if you grow up like in a in a religious or, or a household that you know went to church you're going to have a certain amount of I don't want to say religiosity, but you're going to have a certain amount of religion or habit in the way you you act. And that, I'm not saying that that's negative, but what that will do is it can make you susceptible to ignorance, right? If you grew up with, if you grew up learning to care for people right and you grew up learning to be nice to people and to be respectful to people 
you may also grow up thinking that that's what you're going to get on the reverse end and thinking that I'm good to people so everybody out there is just like me and want to be good to me no that is not true unfortunately not at all. Not at Again, all. what you mean? <laughs> not it. No. Unfortunately, that is not true. You learn that. You learn that little by little as you grow up. But once you become an adult, you learn that really well. <laughs> like you may, like you go through grade school and high school, and be like. Like okay, I've run into some, some, some rough kids, you know, in school, but they're just kids. They don't know any better. It's not just them being kids. <laughs> There's grown ups like that too, and then some of them are even worse. They they yep. care less than the kids do, and you you you'll end up with the harsh reality that. Everybody that you're nice to ain't necessarily nice to you. Everybody that you're a friend with ain't your friend. Everyone that you might care about don't necessarily care about you. Right. And here's here's where that gets difficult in that it can challenge your belief system to the point where, okay, so I was doing good or I was trying to be good all this time. What is the benefit of being good if it seems like no one else is being good like if if you're going against the current of the world why why try to push against the current of the world like why not just join in with everybody else and I can't answer that question for anybody I can only answer that question for me like this this is how I feel and that I still try to be that decent respectful person going out but I do it for a different reason than I used to and I do it with different expectations than I used to like I do it without really expecting it to be returned now right right <laughs> like, like it is, it's not really caution it's more of like I have rules that I choose to abide by but I don't expect the next person to have those same set of rules like I don't expect I don't expect person B to treat me like how I treat them like I know what level of kindness respect I'm going to give to person B but I don't I don't expect that from person B And I feel like that that helps. Now here's the thing. Here, here's here's to me here's where that's key is that you can't just let somebody like you be good to them and they don't be good to you and they stay around you. No, you can't do that. Like if you if you're not good to me, you don't get to stay next to me and suck up my goodness. No, you can't do that. But <laughs> like you can't vampire me. But it's, it's in the expectation that what I put out, I don't necessarily expect for the world 
to give back to. And I'm comfortable with being, if you want to take it back to old church, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm comfortable being that light, right? I'm comfortable being that light. If I am the only light, I don't need somebody to shine with me. I'm comfortable being that person. And just just to wrap up, people suck sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. People suck. (laughs) Sometimes people are stupid and they do stupid things. And that can get on your nerves. (laughs) But you have to choose who you're going to be. And I feel like ignorance ain't the way. I'd rather do that with both eyes open. I don't want to I don't want to be blissfully ignorant and somebody, you know, I don't I don't want to have a knife like two inches away from my back and not see it. I want to see it coming. Right. But anyway, uh, I'll go ahead and pass off to whomever's next. Who wants to go? Terrence, Sean. Terrence. Okay, so I guess I'm being voluntold. Yes. Okay. He, he pointed <laughs> you out. <laughs> um, all right, so after the first question, I really felt like my answer was leaning a lot more blue. But given these certain parameters and context for the second question, second half of this conversation, just knowing myself and knowing where I'm at lately with regards to personal development and understanding that there's more out there than what I've experienced and what I've known previously that has essentially set me off on this truth seeking mission so to speak which now means I would want the red pill I've listened to you guys give your answers (laughs) with regards to you know people and how people may influence you know that those harsh truths and how it may be painful and everything else and as I listened to the answers for me what I took from it was I can't deal with or I can't get caught up in what everybody else's response to the truths that I'm finding out is going to be instead I need to be more deliberate and intentional focused upon how I'm going to apply these truths that I'm learning moving forward. Am I going to just dwell in the fact that it hurts or am I going to accept it, learn from it, and then press forward? I like the latter answer. I'm not disagreeing with the uh, tagline for the show from time to time. People are stupid, do stupid things. Still Still agree with that. But I also have to uh, know for self that I can't help what people do. What I can do is my part to not be as stupid and not do as many stupid things. And that is probably more so a a, a red pill minded uh answer versus a blue pill mind answer 
All right, all right. Thank you very much, Terrence. And now we go to Sean. Bring it on home, dude. I, yeah, I guess I'll close it out. <laughs> um, so now we are, we're taking the topic, we're relating it to, you know, kind of our past experiences. You know, when you look, I guess you say when you look backwards, when you look at those times that you've been presented in life where, you know, and, you, and we all have, we all have those blue pill moments and we have those red pill moments. We have those moments where, hey, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know that and I, I'm fine not knowing it and then other times where it's like you know okay I know about that and things like that it's kind of sort of like which side do you want to be on when I when I really think about it for each truth that I learned so I guess mine would be it's go, I'm going to come out the gate and say it's the red pill again because for each truth that I've ever learned in my life for each time I was faced with the having to figure something out or to know something and it's like okay that's the truth of the map there it is it's whatever it is it's in bold fine print there's nothing I can do about it and that part is true and I have to deal with it um have changed my character those are those biggest moments that I think that I've made the biggest leaps in my life to be able to say okay now I was presented with a, a truth whether it's harsh not harsh it didn't matter this was what it was and so now I have to take it and overcome it. And those are those moments when I look back and say, okay, they helped shape my character at that point in time. You know what I mean? And uh, I will admit also, too, knowing, you know, when I used to grow up in, in the 80s and watch uh, G.I. Joe, and they said knowing is half the battle. <laughs> love G.I. Joe, love that. Hashtag the GI Joe kick out, but uh, <laughs> love that I was I was definitely one of those kids that ate that up. Yeah, I would rather know, <laughs> so I know what's going on right. versus you know and and I mean it's always been beneficial. Usually, uh, those times in life where I knew this person didn't mean me any good or knew that this situation was upcoming, I can prepare for it better. I wasn't flying by the seat of my pants as much. I wasn't, you know, nervous or messed up or whatever the case may be. So I've just reacted better when I've known, you know, the truth of a situation versus when I look back and say, okay, I wish I had known that that person or this situation was going to be like that because I could have done this, this, X, Y, Z, and this. And since I didn't know, I wasn't able to do that <laughs> so hands down it's a it's a red pill for me if uh when we're applying it like i said to to true life i i get that not knowing does give you a scapegoat at times i, I didn't know that so i shouldn't be held responsible right <laughs> but it doesn't always work like that they'll tell you that in a quick minute you know definitely when it comes out of paying bills or a little fine print that you signed on someplace hey i didn't know that well, it's right here in the contract and in, in fine print and black light <laughs> if you take a black light and small around the edge of this contract it says you were responsible for it <laughs> you, <laughs> you know y'all faking me on that but that's okay that's okay i'll take that but uh yeah definitely red pill that definitely red pill for me so i'll bring it home with that all right thank you very much sean all right, that was pretty good comments from everybody. But for right now, we're just going to take a moment and pause. We're going to give a word to our sponsor. And in a little bit, we'll be right back.
And thank you for waiting with patience. We're going to resume our conversation with the men. Okay, so we had a pretty good break. And we want to go into our next question. We've been talking about red pill versus blue pill, about the matrix, about reality versus blissful ignorance, harsh reality versus blissful ignorance. Okay, so let's start off by asking, what is a moment in your life where your blue pill was shattered or where a concept or an idea that you had that you've had for a while was shattered and you feel that you became red pill in that area and for that we will start with Rhino I'm thinking about it and I'm starting to regret it (laughs) 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 but uh, a concept that was shattered for me came a blue pill moment if blue pill meaning I wish I could go back and forget that any of this was even the case or go back to blissful ignorance when things was different that would be when it comes to relationships Um, so growing up I would see I would see um, a, a boyfriend or girlfriend a couple walking down the street and all I could think is, how in the world does he have a girl and he don't even have a car? They're walking everywhere they go. What what what, what mad science is this? And I realized that when I came of age that um, I wanted to be married. And that was between the age of 21 and really earlier than that. I would say 18 and 18 and 40. I'm going to I'm going to spread it out that much. <laughs> and I just couldn't seem to lock down a girl. I, I I dated I dated girls, but I just couldn't seem to lock in a wife. And there was a a, a gas station attended I used to talk to and stop and, and jaw jack with him all the time and he was like you want to know what your problem is you don't know how to spell love and I'm thinking I know how to spell love L-O-V he said love is spelled M-O-N-E-Y and I'm like no but that doesn't make any sense if, if money is all I need then where does real love and affection come in where does she look at me and I look at her and then we um, we get to know each other and we fall in love with each other and we become a thing, you know, where does that come into play? Because that's really what I'm looking for. I understand that I'm going to need money. I'll get money. All right. And I did. I understand that I need a car. I've had several cars. But where is that point where in which we're going to fall in love and she's going to love me and and she's going to be there for me and she's going to be that part that I lack. When am I going to find that? And I discovered that not only was I trying too hard or maybe I wasn't trying hard enough (laughs) 
maybe I was looking at it wrong. I don't know. What I ended up realizing is if if women are only with men for money, then why bother getting married at all? If 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 that's the case, why don't I just every time I'm feeling, you know, like I need something, I could just pay a prostitute. At least at the end of the day, the con it's, it's a it's a uh, the transaction is over. I've paid her. She's gone. She doesn't care. She's gone. No, our, our business is done, sir. If you wanna if you want some more, then guess what? You're gonna have to kick out another sixty bucks. I'm not kicking out another sixty bucks. You have a good day, man. Thank you for your for your for your patronage. <laughs> or or yeah, I, I appreciate your business or whatever. But um obviously that's not that's not conducive to um um the way that I was brought up and the things that I've been taught. So I would I would I would never do that. I, I hope that I would never do that. But the idea of marriage and falling in love with another person and being there for her, her being there for me, that I just I just wish I could <laughs> wish I could be blue pilled and wish I could just go back to the blissful ignorance of oh don't even worry about that. It's not important. Just um go ahead and drive your car, go to work, make your money, and go and do the things that you need to do. Uh, if if it happens, it happens. And that's pretty much where I am right now. If it happens for me, it happens. I, I there's a couple in my church. Um they're both well into their late 60s, early 70s, and they just got married. Both of them. Him for the first time in his life. And I'm like, well, there's hope for me. <laughs> but right now, I'm not... I've dated women, and I've... I've... I'll get to a place where I realize I don't want more than this. And I know a lot of that is due to something that I'm not telling you. It's it's due to my last relationship with my ex. She really, she really, she did a lot to remove that red pill thinking <laughs> just by her actions. But it's it's not all her fault. It's partially my fault too. And I accept my responsibility for um, my actions and whatnot. But but I also see that. I was putting a lot into trying to make it work, but I just wasn't getting that from her. And she didn't understand my position either. And what ended up happening was we had a huge fight and that's when I realized, why am I putting up with this? I don't have to put up with this. I don't owe her anything. She doesn't even want to marry me. What am I? I got a car. I got money. Let me get in my car and let me leave. <laughs> and that's what I did. So I'm just, I'm just kind of living out, living out being reinserted back into the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just letting, letting the system tell me this steak tastes great. <laughs> right. I should eat it more often. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'd actually say it sounds like you're out of the matrix. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe. 
<laughs> okay, so let's go with any minute about it. Sean. I think you moved on to me, but my connection decided to be unstable right at that particular point in time. Yeah, it, lo- it looks <laughs> like you, you kind of like froze I up. I froze up and whatnot. I thought I thought you had passed the mic over here, but I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you had a deja vu right, moment. Whether I really got it or not. <laughs> Sean, before you continue, just I just want you guys to know, don't, don't let my topic be your topic. I, that was no, just my moment. <laughs> That was, oh, first of all, that was great. Yeah, it was. First of it all, that was, it was fantastic. We good, but we good. <laughs> um, I think you greased the sliding board for everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got ten, I got ten relationship moments I could use if I wanted to. <laughs> but I think, I think I wanted to go back to like for my my first one, where the you know definitely where you talk about the blissful ignorance. I'm gonna go all the way back to. Uh, you know, like 12 years old, 12, 13. And uh, it was kind of the first moments where I realized uh, that my parents weren't perfect. Um, and that was that was the thing. I mean, you know, I had a pretty good early childhood, spoiled to the death. Santa Claus came every year, Easter egg hunts. <laughs> if I asked for it, I usually got it somewhere between my parents grandparents aunts somebody you know what I mean and uh definitely with my parents and uh I thought my parents were oh man just top of the the everything they were they were perfect people and everything like that and I was living in that little blue pill blissful bubble (laughs) and uh I kind of found out inadvertently playing around about um one of my parents and their struggles with substance abuse and things started to take a downhill turn from about 14 on or whatever and I guess I kind of got into a realization you know what being an adult being a parent was maybe not as easy as it looked (laughs) first off my parents weren't perfect second off being an adult might be a little hard you had to keep a job you had to pay bills and things like that and I was like you know for a while I was terrified I didn't think I could do it and so um I think that was a wake-up moment for me like that was definitely a red pill moment I can't say that uh it represents a moment now that I've, I'm an adult I've been an adult for most of my life when I'm like I go back to being a kid <laughs> <laughs> so don't get me wrong we all have those moments but uh, you know it, it just was a, a, a changing a change of event moments for me like and dang that's different I was I was living in, in a shield <laughs> and behind a curtain I didn't realize that that was the case from that standpoint um, that's one another one is, is again dealing with parenting me myself, I had I used to have a strict rule and going into relationships. I was like, look, I ain't a baby daddy. I ain't dealing with no babies. It's the way it was. <laughs> just, and I, I'm not dealing with none. And that's it. <laughs> and I'm not gonna have any woman that ever had a kid before I got there. Da, 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 da. Guess what? 
<laughs> you're either gonna take the blue pill or you're gonna take the red pill and see how far the rabbit hole goes. Somebody shoved a red pill in me. <laughs> but it, it, it changed in my 30s. I started to realize also too that as I didn't have my own uh, biological kids and things like that, and you know, even if I did, you know what I mean? What happened if I did not marry the mother and things like that? What I want, it's not fair to the children. So I just had that, that again, red pill moment, realization and truth. Number one, I didn't have any. Number two, it got to a point and it got to a level where it was like, there's a very slim chance that you're gonna meet a woman who doesn't have a child already. You're in your late thirties, you can forget this, playboy. <laughs> this is this is who you're going to meet. Don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, like I say, given that, yeah, I had some. I had already been in a couple of uh, other relationships or whatever. From that standpoint, I was in a marriage where uh, my first wife didn't have any kids. But that being over, after that was all done, and I found myself in that position, it was like, okay. Here's your red pill. You're going to wind up in this situation. You can pretty much bet. So, but again, that's not been a bad thing either. Like I, like I've said from before, um, these are the moments that make you. You know, you figure out different little things about yourself. And I figured out that I had more to the table, more to bring to the table, um, in a fatherhood role than I ever thought was possible. I'm not a perfect one. I still got. Uh, Terrence to look up to and Tony to look up to after that. <laughs> I know you guys are like, no, don't do it. <laughs> we ain't the ones. Trust me, trust me. There's no manual, man. I get it. <laughs> We're all flying by the seat of our pants and it all depends on the particular kid. So I know it, but I, I still, I see things in you guys sometimes that I'm like, man, I would have never maybe thought to do that or I would love to have that with my child and everything like that and then like you said it's like I was saying it's according to the child so and I won't get into it we can veer off into 10 other topics but I'll just say those were my moments man so that's my red pill moment thank you very much Sean so we'll move on to Terrence okay so I've listened to everybody else's moments and I feel like for me, you know, a, a red pill moment just kind of had my bubble burst. It completely is something along the lines of relationships too. But for me, I always felt like playing it safe, saying the right thing, kind of being on your P's and Q's and not being too forward or too I don't want to say aggressive but too assertive with what you say was all was supposed to be the way to be you know supposed to be the way to go tried that for a long time and it ended up not really going as well as when I just kind of let it rip not so much say what comes off the top of my head but just kind of speak my mind and, and like look it is what it is this is what I gotta say 
like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. But that's my opinion. That's my take. That's what I'm feeling in the moment. That's what I'm thinking. And, you know, you're either with it or you're not. Now, if you're not, no hard feelings. That's cool. And if you are, then, hey, let's get it. But I found that in doing that, it opened up more opportunities for more genuine conversation, more real conversation, good or bad. But there wasn't any pretenses. There wasn't any fakery going on. It was very much so to the point and honest. So that whole being nervous and timid and shy probably in retrospect held me back I won't talk about something that got someone got away or anything like that no it, it just held me back kept me from being my best self kept me from opening up and sharing who I am as a person to whomever it was I was trying to talk to at the time so kind of short and simple to the point but that was an absolute red pill moment just realizing that I can say what I need to say and not be so gun shy about it thank you Terrence <laughs> thank you <laughs> that thank you felt very uh, heartfelt he was, he was thank yeah, you it's, Terrence <laughs> it's I'll give you another scene that came in my mind when uh, <laughs> Senator Palpatine was facing um, Mace Windu, hitting him with the lightning. Unlimited power. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna jump on the end of that. Because I, I believe a lot of what you just said. No holding back. Not being timid. I'm I'm just gonna add a little a little bit extra to it. Don't dim yourself for others. Like one of the things that I did a lot was I tried to not outshine people around me. Like if I'm like if it's, if it's math and I'm good at math and someone else is not I tried to perform in a way where I would try to bring them along with me, right? Like, if it was a class, I tried not to ruin the curve or try to basically sandbag, you know, like it's space, like it's sandbagging. Like, you ain't trying to stun on something. But I think 
that's that that's dead because when the opportunity comes around, the next person's not going to do that for you. You know, like people that are really really close to you might do that, but the average person they're not going to care about your feelings when it's time for them to shine. They're going to shine all over you. So. I bling bling, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I try not to diminish my light. I don't. I don't hide my candle in the bushes. No, I'm gonna let it shine. Like it's. I'm. I'm trying to think of a, of another way to say it, but people will try to push you into that. Also, like if it seems like you're doing too well. If it seems like you're doing too good, people try to shame you into like, oh, you must think you somebody. You ain't even gotta be about that. And <laughs> like, listening to you that. talk, sorry, didn't mean to j- jump in like no, that. Listening go to please. you talk really just reminded me of something else that I was reading uh, within the past week or so. And someone was making the analogy of uh, playing a game, right? Mm-hmm. People. The only people who want to just play for fun are losers. The people that ain't winning. <laughs> yeah. the, the people who don't win. Because if you're winning a game, you want to play to win the game. You ain't playing it just for fun or just for laugh. The objective of the game is what? To win. To win. Let's play Rummy, but we ain't taking score. Exactly. What? Why? We gonna sit around and play all this rummy and not taste. What is the point? Like we gonna play Uno and you gonna eat these draw fours and these draw twos <laughs> and these skips and these reverses. Yep. <laughs> How many not, cards you got at the end? <laughs> not, not that I'm very good at chess, but I learned how to play chess good by playing with very good people, like brutal people. I played against guys that they didn't want to just get checkmate. They wanted a stalemate. They wanted me not to be able to move anywhere. <laughs> and then they'd talk trash about it and dare me to say something to them. <laughs> but okay. it made you a better player. It did. It did. Okay, not to alienate the audience, because I know everyone doesn't play chess. But if you get a chance to learn how to play the game, because you will learn so many life lessons in chess, it's ridiculous. One one of my favorite things in chess is that for me a lot of times ain't even about getting the victory as far as getting the checkmate. I love just the feeling of ruining someone's plan. (laughs) (laughs) So you a hater. Yeah, he, he wants to come up. You see me trying to come up, and you just want to snatch it out from under me. I got you. I see you. Not necessarily that. Like you know, there, there's like, like you know, like how Mike Tyson said that you know everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Mm-hmm. My job, my my objective in chess is to hit you in the mouth as fast and as hard as possible. Like. I'm going to try to do it on the first or second move of the game. <laughs> to the point where... You, because, you know, like, okay, for for those people that don't play chess, there are certain 
patterns you can follow in chess, like where you can checkmate a person in seven moves, eight moves, 11 moves, right? And mm-hmm. if you follow that pattern, it will work every time as long as somebody doesn't mess it up. My objective is to mess it up. <laughs> like, like a lot of people are like the queen is the most powerful piece on the board. I will swap queens with you in a heartbeat because a lot of people don't know how to attack without a queen. A lot of people they use the queen as their main attack piece. I will I will put my queen out there, you know, head on a chopping block, just so you can bring your queen and get my queen so I can take your queen. So now we're both playing and neither of us have a queen. So now come at me. <laughs> You're already off full. You change your plan. <laughs> like whatever whatever plan or strategy you had before you thought before you sat at this table is gone. <laughs> then they're reviewing the table going I could do this one but I need mm. my queen for that and then I could have did this one but I still need my queen for that <laughs> I'll have now, <laughs> now, like now my knights rooks and bishops are gonna just hop all around the board <laughs> it sounds like you played too much chess with Sean on odd colored <laughs> squares <laughs> I, I can't get him he keeps moving in the L shape that's a knight <laughs> that's what he does <laughs> oh man it's like I love a good pawn promotion too I love sl- now this, this is totally getting off topic but just just a thought like I, I, I can preach a sermon about this. A pawn promotion, you take the weakest piece on the board, but if he survives long enough, can become the most powerful piece on the board. Because <laughs> you know, the first, the first pawn you get to a pawn promotion, because there's no rule on what you get exactly. back. <laughs> so you know what you're going for. You know, you're going, going right from pawn to queen, just like that. Stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're we're just about ending it on on chess talk, but yeah, chess talk with the men in confidence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to end it on on that note, but just ending it with the thought of. Break the rules. You know, break the rules that you learned when you were young. Take that blue pill and squish it and crush it and throw that sucker away. We ain't taking no more now. We ain't got no prescription for that. <laughs> and are we really advising men not to take blue pills? Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are advising men not to take blue yeah, pills. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I are. just thought I, I couldn't let it pass without <laughs> throwing that out there. Just, yeah. just saying. Well, consult with your doctor first. Yeah. <laughs> and do have a tendency to play with your heart. <laughs> Ask your local physician. Ask your local physician. <laughs> your blue pills are right for you. <laughs> you develop a, a condition called that, that. That we're not going there. 
may cause sweating, oozing, dreaming, uh, hallucinations. <laughs> Lying. If the problem persists for more than four hours, please yeah, consult the physician. That's it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm going to let you wrap this up. I'll back up. But the main thing is take your lumps, learn from your lessons, get better, improve. Be your own man. Stand on your own ground. Do your own thing. Don't hold yourself back. Unlimited power. (laughs) Shock the system. That's a good one. (laughs) Never say die. Anyway, fellas, it has been a pleasure. It has been great. It has been awesome. And we might have to start a chess a chess tournament, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just so I can take some queens and and, and, and ruin ruin people. Man, you, you don't know what it's like on like the second or third move to just take a queen and just put it on the other side of the board, just like right out of reach. <laughs> like, wait a minute, are you attacking already? Yeah, by yourself. Yes, I. Am. <laughs> I wasn't ready to defend this early. Well, you better get ready. <laughs> get oh, ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. TV Jakes. Anyway. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been real. We're wrapping it up. And I'm yep. going to pass it to Terrence for the closing. I'm going to say it on that note. Thank you all for listening. God bless you. Good afternoon. Good day. Good night. Thanks a lot, Rhino. You just ruined my closing. <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) Good ending of this time period. Deuces. (laughs) Men in confidence in the multiverse. (laughs) Peace. (laughs)